Welcome to the show. I am your host, Michael Aceta, founder of Matador Canine Brilliance, author of the Dog Training Cheat Codes, and host of the Acknowledge Dogs podcast. Today, we're talking about the big mistake. There's really only one big mistake that people make when they have a high active dog, a high energy dog, a high drive dog, a dog that is bouncing all over the place, full of energy and exuberance like I am right now. And that big mistake is not following these five rules. It's five things you need to do. And if you're not doing any of these five things, you are making a massive, massive mistake. If you don't know who I am, my name is Michael Aceta. I've trained thousands of dogs over the last number of years. I have an animal science degree with a concentration in canine, and I am dedicated to helping you have a stronger relationship with your dog by getting rid of problem behaviors and effectively training your dog so that you could essentially never train your dog again. I'm also the author of the Dog Training Cheat Codes, and a lot of what we talk about today is in this book. The Dog Training Cheat Codes is professional training secrets to fast results and reliable dogs. If you want to get your copy, it's on sale right now for $15.99 at matadork9.com. That's matadork, the number nine, dot com. Or you can get the first chapter 100% free with the link in the description. I want to give you the first chapter, see if you even like the book. If you like it, you can get the whole book at matadorkanine.com. So let's jump into it. There's five things. There's five things that owners of hyperactive dogs must do in order to have a nice, calm kind of life. <laughs> okay. It might not be perfectly calm, but you can have a much calmer life if you do these five things. Let's go over them quick, and then I'll kind of break them down. Number one, sandwich obedience and focus. Always, 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 always sandwich obedience and focus. You have to. Number two. Excitement and focus are relative. If you understand this, you'll know how to channel your dog's energy, which is actually later on. But excitement and focus, you have to understand that and get the mentality right in order to work with a hyperactive dog. Number three, teach your dog to relax on cue. Teach your dog to relax on cue. In the dog training cheat codes, I tell a wonderful story about a beautiful dog named Neptune, who I love to this day. I would adopt him if the owners ever wanted to give him up. His name is Neptune. I tell a wonderful story about him and teaching him the relax coup because he needed it. <laughs> Number four, control their environment while you are training. Control as much of their environment while they're training. And number five, channel their energy into something productive. Channel their energy into something productive. If you can channel all of that excitement, all of that built up, pent up, all over the place kind of energy into something productive, that energy is going to go there and instead of chewing up your couch, okay? This is important if you have an overexcited kind of dog. You don't want to be outside playing fetch all day. Your dog probably would, right? They like doing that, but eventually you're going to wear them down. They're going to wear down the fun of playing fetch in many cases or physically. They just can't do that much exercise every single day, day in and day out. Yes, some dogs will get used to it. Some dogs need that level. But you're going to get worn down and they're going to get worn down. And what happens when you don't get to, right? Oh, man, you know, every single day I take my dog out for a 45-minute walk. And the one day I don't is the day they go through the garbage. Now you get punished for relaxing, which means you constantly have to be on top of your dog, which, yes, you do to an extent, but it shouldn't necessarily be dependent upon it, right? Just like people. We wouldn't say, oh, well, I'm just grumpy today because I didn't have my coffee in the morning. Oh, wait, people do that. People do that. Oh, I didn't have my coffee this morning. Now I'm going to be grumpy all day. 
the same thing with your dog. That's not acceptable behavior. We accept it as human beings, but it's not acceptable behavior. If you went into your boss and you cursed him out, and he was like, hey, whoa, whoa, what's going on here? And you said, oh, I just didn't have my coffee this morning. They would say, that's not acceptable here at work. Go home, go get your coffee, and not come back. Right? We don't want that to happen to our dogs. <laughs> They're going to get fired. <laughs> They're going to be kicked out. All because we didn't do their perfect daily routine. Right? They woke up. We gave them a nice belly rub, a back massage. We let them go out. They got to enjoy the sunshine. And then they came back in. We had a beautiful breakfast prepared for them. And if we don't do all of these things, they're going to chew your couch up. I don't want that to happen. Okay? So what we need to do is use our energy, the exercise, as a means to get our dog into the perfect spot of focus so we can train him, her, into the ability to not need that exercise all the time. So let's go through it. Sandwich obedience and focus. Always. 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 Sandwich obedience and focus with whatever you are doing. You're going to take your dog for a walk. Have them do obedience before you go for the walk. Have them focus halfway through the walk and end with obedience. You're going to go play fetch. Definitely, definitely do obedience during fetch. So you have them sit, wait, you toss the ball, then you release them to go get it. Maybe even you recall them back before they go to get the ball, and then you send them again. That kind of repetition and routine is fantastic. The more you do that, the easier it is for your dog, and the easier it is for you in the long term. So just make it this tiny little habit. Sandwich everything you do with obedience and focus. It doesn't have to be both. Right? I can do focus work. What I mean by focus is eye contact, name recognition, all that engagement towards you. Right? So that could be the walk. I'm going to go for a walk, and I'm going to stop randomly at the curb, let's say, and I'm going to have my dog just stare at me for 30 seconds. I'm going to mark, I'm going to reward him, and then we're going to go on. Obedience might be doing down, sit, stand, heel, in between my legs, place, recall, and then they get breakfast or dinner. Sandwich obedience and focus into everything you do. It'll be so much easier. Number two, excitement and focus are relative. They are connected. Once you understand this, once you have this concept in place, you will understand why they don't listen to you. Well, they're overly excited or they're not excited enough. Right? Why isn't my dog listening? They're either overexcited or they're not excited enough. Now, excited does not necessarily mean happy. Excited could be stressed. Excitement could be irritated, agitated, whatever it is. But it's either overstimulated, overexcited, overstressed, or understimulated, underexcited, understressed. And when we find that sweet spot, right? Overexcited is over here, onto my left, and underexcited is over to the right, right in the middle is that peak optimal focus. If you can get them right there, if you can get them in the peak, peak optimal focus, they will listen 10 times better. I guarantee it. Anywhere in between, anywhere to one side or the other, they're not going to focus. What we need to do is practice it so much that the range of focus opens up. Even if they're not excited, they'll respond and listen. And even if they are too excited, they'll respond and listen. If you don't practice, and you just kind of chalk it up to, oh, well, they're overexcited because they want to go see that dog. Of course, they're not going to listen. Oh, they're, you know, they're, they're relaxing on the couch. I won't ask them to do something. They've learned that being relaxed or overly excited means they don't have to listen to you. And this isn't an alpha thing. I don't have to force my dog to listen to me. What I need to do is get them so excited by hearing the command or the cue for a behavior that if they 
are lackluster, they're lazy, and I say to do something, they spring up because they're all, now all of a sudden all excited. And if they're so excited, so, so excited, I can say something and it'll bring them back down to focus. This might be number three, teach them a relax cue to kind of bring their brain down a little bit so they can focus better. Or it might be number five, channeling their energy into something productive. So they have all this energy. Okay, great. Now go run around that tree. So they go run around the tree. They come back to you. Good. Sit. Now run around that tree. That might be a good way to one, burn their energy and two, channel all that energy into something productive that's actually going to relax them a little bit. And now we have that optimal focus for sandwiching our obedience and focus. See how it all ties together? It's beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful. Okay. Okay. So number four, control their environment. Control their environment while you are training them. Everybody tries to do this, but they don't do it to the extent that they need to. They do it enough to make it feel like work. They don't do it enough to get the results. I love that saying. I did it enough to make it feel like work, but not enough to get the results. When you're training your dog and you're trying to keep them successful, you have to manage a lot of their environment. Well, I don't want them to chew on the couch. Okay, they shouldn't have access to the couch. Well, they want them to get used to walking on leash. Great, you got to walk them on leash. They got to get used to the crate. You got to put them in the crate. Right? You got to put them in these situations so you can practice it and reward it heavily, heavily reward it while they're having that success. Confidence is built off repeated success. Confidence is built off repeated success. I said this in my live yesterday. Confidence is built off repeated success. That's what you got to do. So if you're controlling their environment and they're not having repeated success because they keep messing up, they keep taking the couch apart, they keep pulling ahead of you, right? They're freaking out because they're not in the crate, whatever it is. If you can't control it and keep them successful, they can't have the repeated success, which means they're not building the confidence in what you want them to do, and they're going to find their own version of doing something. They're going to go crazy. They're going to wreak havoc on your house. They're going to pull you down the street. So how can I control this? How can I control their environment? Number one, right? I want to get them used to the crate. I'm going to put them in the crate. I'm going to have the door open. And I'm going to reward them so heavily that they want to stay in there. And if I can't work on the crate with them, I might give them something to do in the crate before I close it. So I can still build a positive association in the crate, even though I'm not actively participating with them. Walking outside on leash. What distracts them? Is it people? Is it dogs? Is it the squirrel? Is it a bike? Is it the car? Is it just being outside? Well, maybe I got to practice inside with none of those distractions around. Walking nice having him or her walk perfectly next to you. Then you might go to the backyard, then the front yard, and slowly start to build on this. And you can do that. Then it's so much easier around those distractions because the fundamental levels are there and the confidence is there because they got repeated success. So you have to control their environment as much as possible, especially with a high energy dog. Especially everything you have to do with a normal dog, right? You got to manage everything. You got to teach them the expectations that you want them to do. Everything you do with a normal dog, a low drive dog, a low energy dog, you have to do 10 times better with a high energy dog, a working breed, an overexcited dog. Because they're moving a lot faster and they're thinking a lot faster. You got to be on top of them. You got to be proactive. Number five, channel their energy into something productive. One of my favorite things to do, and we actually teach it. In the dog training cheat codes, one of the chapters is dedicated completely to this topic. It's about teaching your dog to do things without you having to say anything. 
It's one of my favorite things to do. I call them automatic behaviors. I'm going to teach my dog to do something. I'm going to set time out to teach him because he's thinking so fast, because he's so energetic, he's going to pick up on this right away and he's going to use it all the time. My favorite example is putting my hand on the doorknob. My dog immediately sits knowing that they're going to go outside. And it's an automatic behavior. So I've channeled all that excitement to going outside and now I'm going to put my butt as fast as I can down so that we can go outside. I'm channeling all that energy, all that excitement into something insanely productive. The more productive you can make it, the easier it's going to be. You can teach your dog to pick up their toys, put them in a basket. That's productive. And it's an effective way to burn energy, teach them to clean up, right? You say clean up, they go around, boom, boom, boom. They're running around, having a grand old time. They're getting reinforced. They're thinking creatively. They're burning a little bit of mental and physical energy. It's one of the greatest things you can do. Teach your dog to close doors. Teach your dog to help you around the house. Why not? They live there. They're getting free rent and food and medical care. They, get, they got the best part of a union without having to do any work. Put them to work. They get dental. They get medical. They get food. They get break time. They get nap time. They get housing. They get all of this stuff. And yet we don't think to put them to work. That's what they were bred to do. That's why they were domesticated with us. So we could put them to work. And I'm not saying you got to have them out there pulling a plow in the field. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, if you're going to have a high-energy dog, a working dog, and you're not going to do, let's say, IPO or Schutzen or searching or agility, all those you know herding kind of jobs that are competition-based and you're going to go out all the time because you're a busy individual, on a daily basis, they should have something to do. So teach them very simple skills. My dogs know how to push doors closed. They know how to carry things. They know how to sit when I ask them to sit. <laughs> right? That's just basic obedience. They know how to pick things up and move them around. They bring me their water bowl so that I can put water in it. One, it's going to burn their energy. Two, it's going to have them think more creatively. And three, it's going to put their energy into something productive that helps serve you and your family. Teach your dog to go run around your kids in the backyard to keep them all in one spot. Literally teach your dog to herd your kids so that nobody goes too far, especially if you don't have a fence. They just run around, they catch them at a distance, you tell them to down, as long as they don't nip in the kids. You tell them to down, you tell them to go the other way. Put your dog to work, they need it. That's why they're all up here, freaking out, berserk. And they end up having behavioral problems because of how stimulated and excited they are. So let's go through the five again. Number one, sandwich, obedience, and focus. Always, 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 sandwich, obedience, and focus. Excitement and focus are relative. Once you understand that, it makes it so much easier to understand why your dog isn't listening, why your dog is perfectly listening, and maybe why they're not listening because they're so lazy. Right? They're too tired and they can't listen. So that's another thing to watch out for. Number three, teach your dog to relax on cue. I don't even think I talked about this. But I think I skipped number three. Yeah, I talked about Neptune. I didn't even talk about number three. Okay, we're, we're going back to number three. I'm sorry, guys. I skipped number three. Teach your dog to relax on cue. This is as simple as a place command. You can tell your dog to lay down. But when I say relax, my dogs just lay down. They calm down completely. And the way you would do this is by playing, 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 ask your dog to down. Practice this over and over until they're offering up the down, and then you could switch it to a different cue, like relax. Or you could teach it from the beginning with that new cue. Okay? So you're simply exciting them up 
and getting them to drop into something super solid, comfortable, build on duration, have them relax. And when they truly are relaxed, you can reward them with either playing again, bringing them back up so you can practice it, or just a treat, and then you end playing right there. Teaching them to relax is so beneficial, especially if you live in a small apartment like I do. I got two crazy dogs, and I live in a small apartment, and they got to relax. Teach your dog to relax. I'm sorry, guys, that I skipped teaching your dog to relax, but you got it. I know you know how to do it. You guys got it. Number four, control the environment while training them. The more you control, the faster they will learn. They have to have confidence in the behavior in order to succeed long term. Number five, channel their energy into something productive. If you do all of that, if you do all of that, a high energy dog can be a pleasure to live with. If you do none of those things, or even miss out on one of these things, you're going to be constantly struggling to try to stay one step ahead of your dog, and they're going to constantly have behavior problems. Listen, I don't want you to have behavior problems. In fact, I want to give you something. It's a link in the description. It's a PDF download for solving problem behaviors without using any punishment. If you have a high-energy dog, you need to look at this PDF, especially if you feel frustrated and angry. You don't need to correct them. You don't need to yell at them. Just read the PDF. It'll walk you through the exact steps to solving problem behaviors without using any punishment. Also in the description while you're down there, get the free first chapter of the dog training cheat codes. Absolutely free. It's the first chapter. It's going to guide you through. I'm not even going to tell you what the topic is. I'm not going to tell you what the topic is because I'm so excited and I know it's going to help you. I want you to be excited. A little mystery. So go check it out. The first chapter of the dog training cheat codes. Go check it out. Thank you guys for being here. I will see you next time.